Hi there, I'm Pastor Rod Parsley, and I sure want to thank you for listening to today's podcast. I'm the senior pastor of World Harvest Church, where we love God and love people, and I hope you'll be inspired by today's message. Now, for more great content and lots of updates, I'd love to connect with you online at rodparsley.com. But right now, let's head into today's episode. I want to talk to you just in in great brevity regarding, you know, it, it seems that for the past many years, we've done vision casting on this Sunday. And uh, as I was before the Lord and going about that routine, the Holy Spirit apprehended me. So I work for him. So I'm going to do what he says. So this is not going to be a day where, you know, we talk about all the accomplishments of the past year and we lay out everything we want to do for this year. Because last year, 2017, the Holy Spirit spoke to me was a decade, a decade vision casting day. I had turned 60. Uh, It was, we began the third swing of the sword and uh, everything changed. Uh, never, we, we probably, uh, apostolically began more things in 2017 than the previous decade. And, uh, God anointed all of it beyond our wildest dreams. We just, we've just been back on our heels all year. And Amanda over there is shaking her head and, and she, because, you know, as far as city harvest, for sure, she's acquainted with that. I mean, when you're believing to start 20 churches and you start 120, uh, it just, you know, it's hard to keep up with. And uh, it's been that way everywhere. We began next steps for the first time, this time last year, really launched it right before Easter. And uh, children's ministry at that time had had helps ministers who had not been out of children's ministry a single Sunday for over a decade. They worked every Sunday, never got to be in here. Within three months of beginning Next Steps, Pastor Tim, we went to double our helps ministers in children's ministry. And now every children's worker gets to be in the tabernacle two out of four Sunday mornings a month. We, isn't that amazing? So when you serve in children's, you serve on the first and third Sunday or the second and fourth Sunday. It's amazing. Elkhart has exploded. So this scripture came up in my spirit. I just want to set you at ease that everything's okay. Shove your neighbor and say, everything's okay. God and Rod got this covered. All right, here we go. Verse 10. God's word says, so here's what I think. The best thing you can do right now, look up at me, shout the best thing. The best thing you can do right now, and I just love this, is to finish what you started last year. It's chapter 8. That's why you're looking at me funny. Chapter 8. I don't know everything, just some things. Chapter 8. So here's verse 10. So here's what I think. The best thing you can do right now, shout, the best thing I can do is finish what I started. 
Because some of y'all started next steps, but you didn't finish. <laughs> you didn't hear me. Some of you started with reach the one, and you were great for two weeks. Pastor Tim still got, on it, got it on his hand, but you, you kind of forgot about that. And so what I want to do is to cause you to understand that what we're doing here is not, uh, it, 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 it's not for a slight period of time. God has set our sales for the next decade. And uh, we don't have to come, we don't have to be like those on Mars Hill. You know, the Apostle Paul went to those on Mars Hill and said, look, here's y'all's problem. You're always looking for some new thing and you're not doing what you should be doing. So it's all in the doing, shout it's in the doing. It's not in the starting, you know. They that endure to the end, the same shall be saved. That's a horrible translation. Let me help you with it. They that endure to the end shall be saved. So you could say, I don't know if you're gonna make heaven or not. I can only see you now. If I really wanna know if you're gonna make heaven or not, if that's the way you interpret the verse, I gotta get at the finish line. Cause a whole lot start and a whole lot fewer finish. Do you understand what I'm talking about right now? Because you're not, you weren't saved at some time history past, and therefore you're always saved. The verb tense is the present progressive tense. You are being saved right now. Did you understand that? God is saving you right now. So act like you just found out you were saved. Save from the wrath to come. Save from yourself. Save from your sin. Save from your iniquity. Save from poverty, sickness, sin, disease, malady, malfunction, infirmity, all forms of lack. You've been saved. You've been sozoed. You've been done well by in all the affairs of life. So just give him one more praise for him. So just shout, we're going to finish what we started. He says, don't let those good intentions grow stale. So everybody jump up and shout. Right? Well, I don't feel like shouting. That's why you need to shout. I'm going to try again. Everybody shout. So you don't grow weary in well-doing. All right, so... Finish up what you started last year. Don't let those good intentions grow stale. I love this part because he's bragging about you. Your heart's been in the right place all along. Isn't that great? Shout, my heart's in the right place. Once, oh, this, now this one, I'm gonna, I'm gonna spend a lot of time on. What I'm giving you are 10 requirements for reverberation or continuation. So number one, you have to finish what you started. Number two, you can't let your intentions grow stale and grow weary and well-doing. Number three, you have to realize your heart's been in the right place all along. Look at me, he didn't say anything about your mind and your body. Because your heart can be in the right place and your body be in the wrong, I didn't. That's why the spiritually dead are led by their head. I thought I said a thing. Your heart's been in the right place all along. 
but we have to begin to understand how much time do we spend being led by our heart and how much time do we spend being led by our head? What seems right, what looks right. I have to always remind folks, Pastor Tim, there is a way that seems right to a man, but the end there of the ways of death. Your heart's been in the right place all along. Your Bible says, if you don't doubt in your heart. Why are you just staring at me? If you don't doubt in your heart, you can doubt in your mind all day long. In fact, you do. Haven't you noticed yet your mind is crazy? And your body don't even go there. I mean, just look at yourself. Is that what you intended? Don't look at somebody else. That's not what you intended. Why? Because your body is crazy. Your body walk by the coconut cream pie tonight and say, I want the whole thing. You know you would eat the whole thing if nobody knew about it. You would eat all the Buckeyes. All of them. So somewhere along the line, your spirit has to come in and say, shut up, you can have one piece. And your body said, can it be a big one? Because your, your body's crazy. Amen? But your heart's been in the right place all along. You've got what it takes. Man, I'd like to preach right there. Shout, I got what it takes. No, you need to let the devil know it. You're doubting in your own mind right now. So take authority over your mind by your body getting involved and saying what your spirit wants to say because your spirit always agrees with the word and the word says you've got what it takes. You've got what it takes to overcome. You've got what it takes to prosper. You're not going to get it. You've got it. You've got what it takes to be healed. You've got what it takes to be delivered. You've got what it takes to break that addiction. You've already got it because you've got him. The same spirit that raised up the three-day dead body, the Prince of God, lives in you. Notify yourself. Shout, I've got what it takes. You've got what it takes to give more than you make. Maybe I should have preached this sermon. So I've got what it takes. You've got the gifts of the Holy Ghost. Tongues, interpret. You've got an inside language with God that the devil and your adversaries don't know anything about. <laughs> You've got inside information from God. Because the Holy Ghost can go where you can't go, see what you can't see, hear what you can't hear, and come back and tell you all about it. You've got what it takes. Anyway, that's uh, uh, number four. Number five, finish it up. Number six, go to it. Go. 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 There's nothing sedentary in the kingdom of God, and there should be nothing sedentary in your life. The devil wins all standoffs. 
He's been winning one in your family for a long time. He's been winning a standoff in your marriage for a long time. Why? Because if you're in the same place today, you were January 1, 2017, the devil is winning. If you have less joy now than you did then, the devil is winning. If you have the same victory right now you had then, the devil is winning. But I got good news for you. You got what it takes to turn that thing around. If you can conceive it and believe it, you can receive it. Finish it up. Go to it. Once the commitment is clear, you do what you can, not what you can't. God never asks for what you don't have. He only asks for what you want to keep. He asks you to be in church on Sunday morning when the average Christian makes one Sunday morning service every six weeks. You've got what it takes. Shall I continue? The heart regulates the hands, number nine. This is not so others can take it easy while you sweat it out. No, you're shoulder to shoulder. Number 10, unity. Shove your neighbor and tell them, regardless of how strange you are, I need you. Now see, don't make the mistake and say, we need you. It's not about we, it's about I. Say, I need you. Because every person in this place is directly connected and related to the miracle of every other person in this place. So shove your other neighbor and say, don't mess up my miracle. Don't mess it up. Don't be getting in doubt and unbelief. Don't mess up my miracle. Because 2018 is my year. I've drawn a line in the sand. I'm stepping over the line. And we're going to seal the mess in 17. Somebody shout with me. Signed sealed and delivered. Turn in your Bible just as quickly as you can because I got 10 minutes to preach three hours. Daniel chapter 6, shout it again. Signed, sealed, and delivered. Now if you miss Joni, your mind immediately goes to 1970 and Stevie. Anybody? Signed, sealed, delivered. Next words. Why don't you just try that with Jesus and throw both hands up when you shout it. Signed, sealed, and delivered. Try it again. Signed, sealed, and delivered. One more time. Signed, sealed, delivered. Now tell him you really mean it. This is going to be good. Daniel chapter 6, verse 1. Daniel chapter 6, verse 1. You understand that King Nebuchadnezzar, prior to this, made an image of gold, right? And he commanded everybody to bow down. You understand that Israel is now under Babylonian captivity. So they're living in bondage. Nebuchadnezzar's full of himself, like most preachers. So he erects a statue of himself out of gold and commands everybody to bow down and worship, right? We got too much image worship in the church. In 2018, I'm going to drop some stuff like dropping a mic on you. 2018, your idols come down. 2018, the Asherah poles get torn down. 2018, you go into the enemy's camp 
with nothing but a shout and you come out with everything he's got. Listen to me. I got to hurry. So Nebuchadnezzar makes the statue and there, there are three cats that refuse to bow down. They are Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, which wasn't their names anyway. But anyway, they refused to bow. And so you know the story, the great Dr. Oral Roberts said they refused to bow so they could not burn. If you refuse to bow, you will not burn. And so, so Nebuchadnezzar said, here's what we're going to do, heat up the fiery furnace, heat it up seven times hotter than it should be, throw them inside. And when they threw them inside, the guys that threw them inside were burnt till there was nothing left. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they'd taken a stroll and they get a partner and the word said, and lo, did we not throw three men in? Yes, we threw three, O king. He said, then why do I see four and the fourth is like unto the son of God? Here comes a mic drop. You're going to get a personal revelation, manifestation, supernaturally, personally of the Lord Jesus Christ in 2018. Get ready. I'm not telling you what I hope happens. God told me this is what's going to happen. For every person that positions themselves correctly, and hopefully I'll get to show you where that is today, you look for, some of you may get it this afternoon, some of you may not get it till December 14th. I don't know when you're going to get it. I just know what the Father told me. Father said, tell him, in 2018, I'm going to allow Jesus Christ to personally reveal himself to them. Okay. I can't get into all that. So, so, so Nebuchadnezzar, he builds it, throws them in. The fourth is like the son of God. Then Nebuchadnezzar starts to have dreams. So the fourth person of the trio, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and Daniel begins to interpret the dreams of Nebuchadnezzar. One of those dreams is, okay, dog, stuff's not going to look good for you. Right? You want me to interpret your dream? Here it is. Be careful when you ask a true prophet to prophesy to you. Here's how you can tell a false one. He never prophesies anything negative. With me? With me? So the dream is interpreted. He ends up with claws like an eagle. He ends up crawling on all fours and eating grass like an ox. He lost his mind. But then at the end of the deal, as Daniel prophesied prophetically interpreting that dream, he comes back to himself and he begins to worship God. Then his son, Belshazzar, comes on the scene and Belshazzar says, my father got things straightened out and I'm feeling good about me. So I've got golden goblets that, that are mine. They belong to me. But here's what I want to do. I want to reach out and I want to go into the temple and I want to get the golden goblets from the temple that have been sanctified and set apart for the use of God's worship alone. In other words, what he had wasn't enough. He had to have his and God's too. So Belshazzar gets those golden goblets. He begins to drink and make merry with them. Suddenly a hand, not anything else, just a hand, begins to write on a wall. Mic drop. 
supernatural manifestations in 2017. Personally, you should have, 18, in 2018, you should have the greatest personal supernatural manifestation of the power of God ever in your life. Throw your hands up and shout, I'm ready. So he says, this is pretty cool. The hand wrote on the wall. He couldn't interpret it. Get Daniel, the interpreter of dreams. Daniel says, here's the word, bro. Here's what's going to happen. You have been weighed in a balance. And you have been found wanting. That night, that very night, his enemies invaded the land. That very night, that very night, Belshazzar died. Cyrus takes over from Belshazzar. That's where we pick up in chapter 6. In chapter 6, we've got Daniel and we've got Cyrus. And here's what it says in verse 1, Daniel 6. It pleased Darius, not Cyrus, excuse me. It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 princes, which should be over the whole kingdom and over these three presidents, of whom Daniel was appointed to be the first. So Daniel is now the fourth in line to the throne of the kingdom. You with me? So Daniel. So everybody else gets jealous of Daniel. Mic drop. God's blessing on you in 2018 is about to make unsanctified folk around you jealous. They're going to be jealous of your anointing. Get ready for it. They're going to, oh, I feel the spirit of God. They're going to be jealous of your family. They're going to be jealous of your marriage. Beware in your marriages. In 2018, the devil will lose something against your marriage from people that are jealous of the relationship the two of you have. So right now, before it can even think it's going to get started, shout it out. I'm telling you. Shove somebody and tell him he didn't come to play today. Taking medicine? You taking medicine? It's noon. I canceled tonight's service. So I didn't have to hurry today. Now I can give you some more. We can go home because like I already know it. You want a little bit more? You want a little bit more? <laughs> Husband back there shoved his wife. She was like, yeah, and he's like, stop it. You okay? Shout sign, sealed, delivered, sign, sealed, delivered, sign, sealed, delivered. So he says, Here's what's going to happen. These guys get jealous. So they go to the king. They go to Darius. And they say, Darius, 
the only way, they say to each other, the only way we can overcome Daniel and his favor with the king, watch me, is if we accuse him of being too spiritual. Everybody that has been accused by somebody of being too spiritual, raise your hand. It's uncool in the modern environment. It's uncool for you to be spiritual. They want you to look like the world, dress like the world, talk like the world, drink like the world, snort like the world, sing what the world sings, go where the world goes, and our, and our barometer of how we're doing in ministry is how many entertainers we've got hanging out with us. I'm trying to help you. Somebody just egg me on, just say preach preacher. Like they taking all kinds of stuff out right now live. They're just That's all right, I got you. I said, I got you. I don't have to look like them, talk like them, be like them to win them. If that's all I got, why would they want what I've got rather than what they've got? I can't help you. I'll tell you what I want. I want to walk up to him like those guys at those rock concerts. I forget their names. Todd White. I'm going to have him this year. Todd White just walk up to him at a rock concert with his hair going everywhere, looking like some kind of crazed thing, and walk up to him and read their mail prophetically and tell them they got a tumor behind their left ear, cast it out in Jesus' name. It falls off in his hand, and a hundred of them get born again right there. That's what I want. I want some real stuff, man. I want some real stuff. Shout, I want some real stuff. Okay. I knew I should. Okay. So I'm trying to get to point one. Verse eight. So they go and they say, now, O king, establish the decree, make a law, sign it in writing that cannot be changed. Sign it in the signature that cannot be changed. Now when Dan, ooh. so he signed it, and I was meditating on this about one o'clock this morning, and the Holy Ghost said, tell them what has been signed and declared to be unchangeable is about to get torn up. Well, I can't do anything about it. The divorce paper's already signed. Well, I don't know what I can do about it. I put in the loan application and they sent me back in writing and they signed it. I've been denied. You're about to be approved. I ain't got nobody. I said, you're about to be approved. Everything signed against you. 
the title deed that took your inheritance. Because that it cannot be changed is a lie. If you can see it, hear it, taste it, touch it, feel it, you are living in a dimension where the king reserves the right to decree and change anything even he set in motion, much less what your adversaries. Paul said, while we look not at things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. Mic drop. You're about to see what you've never seen before. You're about to hear what you've never heard before. You're about to be between the frozen peas and carrots and hear the voice of God resound so loud that you're going to turn around to the clerk and say, what? And then God's going to say, speak to her and tell her that her second husband is messing around on her. But if they'll come to World Harvest Church, they'll both get saved. I ain't got nobody. I said, I ain't got nobody. Well, Brother Rob, they signed it. I, 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 I don't know what I can do about it. The doc, pastor, here it is. The doctor said I had cancer. See, that's his signature right there. He signed it. He signed I remember another signature. When God Almighty dipped the quill of his will into the blood of his own son and on the canvas of eternity wrote my name. He wrote my name. And I don't care what's been signed. Watch me. Or I don't care what's been signed or assigned to you and against you, the signature is invalid. They said you'd never have a baby. Invalid. They said you had to die and could not live. Invalid. Your accountant said you're a quarter of a million dollars from paying your bill and no way to do it. Invalid. Shout, you a liar. Mm, I'm wanting to preach it, King. Invalid. Invalid. You're finished. Invalid. You'll never walk in that anointing again. Invalid. You've seen your last miracle in Pakistan. Invalid. I dare you to think about what's been signed in, a, in the name of Jesus. Today I cancel every assignment of every adversary against you by the blood of Jesus Christ. If you believe it, shout now. Woo. Okay. I can see what I got to do. I can see what I got to do. I can see what I got to do. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. 
Don't walk out of here like you're hearing a sermon. This is not a sermon. Shout every signature, invalid, every assignment, canceled. While we look not at things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal and subject to change. Your paycheck got a signature on it, subject to change. Your bank account got a number on it, subject to change. Your doctor's report says you're gonna die and can't live, subject to change. Okay, I gotta, I gotta give you this, you ready? Are you ready? For with God, Luke 137, nothing shall be impossible. Do you have that? Oh, there it is, watch. So let's read it together. Everybody all at once, on three, go. One, two, three. Read it again. One more time. Okay, we're going to read it again, and when I say stop, stop. One, two, three, go. No. One word, shout it. Now read the rest. So what shall be impossible. Now you're still not getting it. For with God, what shall be impossible? In other words, for God to do, that's what's impossible. I want to run. Uh, can I just come down just a minute? Can I get to get close to you for just a minute? Can I? Can I come down here? Oh, I feel your anointing. Can I come down here right now? For with God, nothing shall be impossible. In other words, for God to do is impossible. For God to leave you like he found you. For God not to hear and answer that prayer. For God not to move in your family. God not to change your financial situation. For God to do nothing is impossible. Watch me now. Watch me now. So Daniel, Daniel's like, okay. So they, they told him this thing signed. This thing signed. He said, it's signed. So what's going to happen, Daniel? is we're gonna throw you in the lion's den. If you don't, now to a lot of folk, he couldn't say this, cause they never started. If you don't start,
stop praying and crazy praising, we're putting you in the lion's den. Couldn't say that to a lot of folk because they ain't started yet. You act crazy. I don't act half as crazy in here as I act by myself. When I think of his goodness and all that he's done for me, when I think that two years ago I couldn't stand up here and utter a word, when I think about being at Vanderbilt University and getting that call on the phone, Dr. Parsley, we've got bad news. It's cancer. Where? Your vocal cord. You mean to tell me that after I spent two years in prayer, two to five hours every day, that once I get to healing, I'm gonna stop? That's when the praying stop and the praising stop. Don't tell me how to praise him till you laying flat on your back with tears staining your pillow, never knowing if you put a Bible in one hand and a microphone in the other. Again, come here, Pastor Tim, let the healing power of God touch you now. Shout, I wanna praise, man. I wanna praise. I want you to tell that thing it will not have him. No, I want you to talk to it. Pray. Pray and watch heaven move. Pray and watch your children be healed. Pray and watch their bank account swell. Pray and watch the business come in. Pray and watch the joy return. Pray and walk in peace. Pray and watch hell be destroyed and heaven be exalted. Why won't people pray? If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven. Then I will forgive their sin. Then I will heal their land. Mic drop. I just prophesied 2018 to you. And you can't even praise now. Daniel said, so you wrote a decree and told me I can't pray and praise. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get out the basement. I'm going past the living room. I'm climbing up past the bedrooms on the second floor. I'm climbing out on the roof. I'm throwing the windows to the roof open so everybody can hear me defy what that king signed against me. I need somebody right now to lift up a praise that every devil assigned against you can hear. I feel it. I feel it, I feel it, I feel it, I feel it, 
I feel it. Somebody dance, somebody spin, somebody wave, somebody clap, somebody move. Come on, Daniel. Praise stills the avenger. I'm going to say it again. Praise paralyzes the assignment against you. Your praise is a weapon. Yeah. Don't let him tell you to be quiet. Don't let him tell you to sit down. Don't let him tell you you make it a fool out of yourself. Praise him like there ain't nobody here. Daniel 6.16. Daniel 6.16. Be seated. You ain't getting out that early. Then the king commanded, and they brought Daniel. Well, I thought if I prayed and praised, God had killed the king. Oh, I'm going to mess you up now, and I'm going to mess with you. I thought if I prayed and praised and came to three services a month, stayed extra on Sunday morning once. I, I thought, uh, you mean I still got to go to court? Wait, wait a minute. You mean I might still get up tomorrow in pain? No, wait a minute. You mean I might, my, my bank account might go to Double zero in January. God is not a genie. God is a faith God. Who do you think heated the furnace seven times hotter? So he sealed it. The king put his seal on it. Now I've discovered a thing about seals. Not this kind. I've discovered a thing about seals. They're made for the express purpose of being broken. at the appointed time. I remember one that was scheduled to be broken on the Sunday after Friday. They sealed him. Father, not my will, but if it's thy will, let this cup pass from me. Like, I'd like to get out of the cross thing. Is that, can we do that? That was Gethsemane. Can, can, 
Is there another way? Do I have to go through 28 times of being strapped down to a table and radiation shot into my body? What if he's been gone 12 years, Jesus? What if he left me 12 years ago? There was a woman just like that. She sat right over there. She was in this church for 10 of those 12 years. And every Sunday of the world, she'd come to this altar. Can I get somebody to agree with me? And everybody's like, And under their breath, Jared, they're saying, he ain't coming back. He's been gone 10 years. Move on. And some folks said that to her. She told me. She said, Pastor, they're telling me to move on. I said, well, what do you think about that? She said, it's impossible. I said, why? She said, because I believed I received when I prayed. Some of you are like, what? Have faith in God. For truly I say unto you that whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things that he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore, what things soever you desire when you pray, Believe you receive them. Believe you receive them when you pray. If you pray, believe you receive them. Believe you receive them when you pray, and you shall have. She called me two years later. Pastor, are you busy Tuesday afternoon? Well, yeah, but what, what do you need? She said, well, he's back. And he's off drugs and he's been clean five years. He spent the last three years getting himself together. He's got a good job and he's got good money. And he says that he's invited Jesus into his life. He hasn't missed a Sunday morning in two years. And pastor, he wants to marry me. Will you perform the ceremony? I said, how long has it been, honey? 12 years. You don't want to hold on 12 minutes. You ready to throw the towel in after one bad week. I believed I received when I prayed. How in the world am I going to turn around now? How am I going to act like I don't have it when he said I shall? I can't help. I can't help. I know you're up here hearing me. It's all right. So he sealed it. But seals are made to be broken. If you look, if you look in Daniel 6.18, you'll find out that the king stayed up all night. 
So if the adversary who signed it and sealed it against you is up all night, sound to me like he's worried. Sound to me like he's more afraid of you than you are of him. Because they threw Daniel in the lion's den. He reckoned his position, turned his face toward Jerusalem, laid his head in the shaggy mane of the lion, and your Bible said he slept like a baby all night long. So what are you losing sleep over? Mic drop. You're about to sleep like a baby while your adversary sweats it out. Because your answer is already on the way. Worry is an insult to God. Now, there are a couple of things that happened that were really cool. First of all, God did not change the nature of the lions. I know that because when the king went to check on Daniel and Daniel, he said to Daniel, hey, Daniel, how you doing? He didn't say, well, I'm in this lion's den and there's seven of them. And now and over there looks really mean. And I want y'all to pray for me because God had put me in this lion's den and I don't know what time they eat. That's the way you act. How you feeling today? Well, I got an ache in my left knee. And I don't know what I'm going to do. God doesn't do something get my refrigerator fixed. Well, is your refrigerator broken? No, but I'm afraid it's going to be. Job said that thing that I feared the most came upon me. God's not going to change the... God is not going to change the nature of your adversary nor his attacks, nor the people he uses to perpetrate them on you. He's not going to kill him. There's only one reason for you to be in that valley. There's a giant down yonder. And God's given you the anointing to kill him. and then get on up out of there. You hear? He didn't change his nature. <laughs> oh, I wanted to preach 30 minutes right here. He didn't change their nature. He didn't change who they were. He didn't change their appetite. He just shut their mouth. Hey. 
I saw an angel come down out of heaven, having a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the serpent, that old dragon, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years and cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up. You've been wanting to do it. I dare you to get in front of you right now that sickness, that disease, that lack, that family turmoil, that broken relationship, that anger, that fear, that bondage, that addiction. And I dare you to hold it out in front of you right now. Come on, hold it out in front of you. And on three, I dare you to shout in Jesus' name, shut your mouth. One, two, three. Again. Again. Now give God glory that it has to obey you. Shut up! Shut up! When the fear races through your mind, shut up! When the bondage tries to creep, shut up! I'm quitting. I'm quitting. I'm quitting. I have to real quick show you something. Be seated. Verse 23. Then was the king exceedingly glad for Daniel and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den and no manner of hurt was found upon him because he believed in his God. Don't curse the darkness. Don't curse the pit. Don't curse the lions. You have but one adversary that has signed and sealed your fate with a false signature and a broken seal. You with me? Get ready. Get ready. God delivered Daniel in the den. Not from it. God did not deliver Daniel out of the I've heard I've heard preachers oh God God brought Daniel up out of the lion's den God brought Shadrach Meshach Abednego out of the fiery furnace God's going to bring you up out of your situation. You can't find that in your Bible. God's not bringing you up out of anything. What? You can't just read the Bible. You have to read the Bible. God delivers you in it. You say, then how am I going to get up out of it? 
I get it. God shut the lion's mouth. There was no hurt found on Daniel. He had a passing through anointing. He passed through the fire, didn't kindle on him. He passed through the flood, it did not overflow him. I get that, Pastor. I get he laid his head in the shaggy mane of the lion and slept like a baby while his adversaries up wringing his hands and crying in his beard. I get it. And that's great. But I don't want to stay in this. Well, nobody said you were going to stay in it. You just didn't read. And the king delivered Daniel out of the lion's den. Hold on and I'm done. What God let put you in it, God's going to make bring you up out of it. You get cancer, he's going to give you a seven times greater anointing to break the power of cancer. You have a financial difficulty, get ready. You just keep on sowing because God's about to open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. There shall not be room enough to receive it. The same banker that told you no is about to ask you, would you like to make a deposit in his establishment? I wish I had half a church. Whatever cursed you is about to bless you. Your enemy is about to be your footstool. Shout, I'm gonna stand on his back. Shout the praises of God. You have a difficulty in your family. You're about to have the happiest family you ever dreamed. Get on your feet and shout a minute. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I want to invite you to tell someone in your life about the podcast. Hope you'll do it today. Head on over to iTunes and leave a review. Share it on your social networks for me. Really helps me get the word out. I'd love for you to connect with me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. No easier way for me to minister to you every day and throughout the day and for us to join together in faith as God moves in and through your life. You can find links to all my pages at rodparsley.com. God bless you now, and I hope you'll listen again soon.